Enterprise is hosted by Gene Hopkins, Chief Revenue Officer at OneScreen.ai. Backed with 30 plus years of experience in marketing technology and data, Gene builds sustainable customer and team relationships while bridging the gap between marketing and sales organizations. I'm Kaylee O'Connell. I'm the Marketing Programs Manager at OneScreen. And I'm happy to be joining the podcast today. Hey, Jean, thanks for having me. Oh, we're so happy to have you here. And I've worked with you before in a couple of places. And the last one was Lola.com, where we actually started Table Fries. And I think we even recorded a Table Fries with you. It just never made it to airtime simply because Lola didn't exist anymore. And we all got laid off. Thank you, COVID, very much. And one of the things we called you at Lola was Special K. So <laughs> you are our Special K. And we're so happy to be able to have you here. And I thank you for joining us and being part of this. As you know, I gave you a few questions to be able to talk about. And one of the things is, this is a hard one. And I, I know you work hard on this as well. How do you determine the priorities of your day as a marketing programs manager uh, responsible for a lot of stuff? How do you prioritize your day? Yeah, it's a good question. So what I think of is what can I do that's going to have the biggest impact for how fast I can get it done? So I look at that kind of match between effort and time and I think, okay, so these are a few things that are very important and relatively quick. Put those at the top of the list. But then you're always going to have those like bigger boulders too, where mm -hmm. they're equally important, but they take more time. So it's all about mm -hmm. like knocking off those kind of quicker ones, but continuing to roll the big boulders. So managing your time there is uh, how... You're good about keeping a backlog and marketing mm -hmm. programs. That I know a couple of days ago, Greg had asked you to help out with some sequences that he was struggling with. There were some formatting issues. There were a couple of things that kind of needed to get fixed. I'm not exactly sure what was wrong with them, but it was urgent and important to him. And you addressed it right away. Right, right. So that's another thing is that if there's something that's affecting other teams and the work they're doing, that bumps it up in the priority list. I like helping everybody else out and knowing that what I'm doing is not just affecting my own programs, but the programs of others are also being helped by the work mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. You make a huge difference to everybody just coming out of the gate and being here for such a short time. You've been able to make some really big leaps. And part of it is also because you have some development skills, you've got the dev skills, you know HubSpot really, really well, and you also know email really well, whether it's a nurture stream, a workflow, a how to communicate. Over the years, working with you for you being able to find solutions to things that just figuring out, like how do people communicate? What mm -hmm. does success do you think look like for your team? I and mean, we are expanding your team right now. You work with Aaron. Prashant is joining the company. So what does success look like in your mind? How do you celebrate success? That's a good question. Success for my team, one, growing the team. Like you mentioned, we have a relatively small team right now that's growing. So as you know, we have more people joining, we're going to be able to do more and build more. Right now, it's very much 
setting the foundation for success. So we setting up the website, setting up the email programs, making sure sequences for sales are, you know, well um, organized and the copy's good. And same with the database, even making sure that all our data is clean. So when we continue to build and scale, it's easier to start with a solid structure than try to go back and fix things that are, you've kind of built yourself into a corner already. So I think we've done mm-hmm. a great job with like being really intentional about how we're building things and scaling things, which is mm-hmm. success now, but will be a bigger success even in a, you know, a few years from now. Yeah, it's hard for people to think about because so many times, particularly with a database, you, you end up with a database that right now we're trying to dedupe a large part of it. We have so many contacts in our database, but a lot of them are duplicate. And how do we fix that so that we have better metrics? And you've done a good job with the, the newsletter. How are you approaching the customer newsletter that you've been sending out? How is that working for you? Yeah. Like you mentioned, I started really recently. So I'm doing some like quick fixes with like uh, templates, you know, just from best practices and previous experiences. I know certain layouts work better than others. So switching up the templates there. And then kind of with each send, I learn a little bit more. So mm-hmm. what tweaks can we make to the send list? What content is getting more clicks? what's resonating. And then with each send, we send it weekly with each send, it gets incrementally Uh better and better. So yeah, just looking and trying new things, seeing what sticks, leaning into the things that stick. Uh And I, and I love our newsletter in particular, because we get to do those customer campaign highlights. It's so fun to share a visual of the work that we're actually doing for our customers. Uh, It's kind of unique for it's a software company that we have something so visual that we're ultimately mm-hmm. giving to our customers. So it's really fun to showcase that. Well, thank you. That's a really good thing to be able to say. You know, things have changed a lot the past couple of years. You've been through the mill on a few things, you know, a job and a job, another job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think about even my own roadmap over the past couple of years during the pandemic. In the past year, is there like a decision that you would say that has had the biggest impact on you? Is Was there any kind of a decision, a choice that you made? I would say yes, that letting go of the idea that your resume should look a certain way. You know, like I'm fairly new in my career still, but not so much anymore. But when I first graduated college, I thought, okay, you got to stay somewhere for four years, then another four years, and then another four Mm. years. But the reality of work, it's not like that. There's so many different elements at play and things happen that are out of your control. So really letting go of that rigid thinking and really just making decisions that are right for me in the moment or for the cards I've been dealt. Yes. Yes. So you know how you like to work and you want to work in an environment where you're friendly with other people that you can talk. 
Because when we worked at Continuum, there was, I don't know, 12 of you guys, and you would all go out and get a cup of coffee in the morning, and you'd all go out for lunch, you'd all go out in the afternoon. And I'd, I'd sit in the board meeting in these very long board meetings and watch you guys having fun leaving from the 14th floor to go do something fun and actually get out and, and have some fresh air. But what else did you realize that was important to you? I mean, being part of a team is important, but what else is important Definitely. to you? Having, I guess, the freedom or the support to try new things and try programs and kind of flex new muscles. So even being on this podcast, right, I don't have much experience in like speaking publicly and I've always wanted to, you know, I've always joined the Toastmasters clubs at our different companies that we worked at together. But, you know, an opportunity even just like this right now, even though it's just a fun conversation about work, um, life, it's still an opportunity that is kind of unique, that is in a way challenging my public speaking and presentation skills that I want to work on. I guess my point is that being in a role where there's always something new and challenging is maybe more important than the team, although team is super important to me. Yes. Yep. You know, what's interesting is I, I was thinking about when we were at Lola and you were working on a newsletter there and you tried for six months. <laughs> you were trying like crazy to get opens, to get some sort of engagement. And finally, after, I don't know, what, what did we decide? Like maybe it was six months or something. And we decided to pull the plug because mm -hmm. I asked you, I said, what do you think we should do? And you said, I don't think we should do it anymore because we're not getting anything out of it and we're spending time and money and it, you know, there's an opportunity cost there. Mm -hmm. And I asked you at that time, I said, can you build a deck that talks about all newsletters are not built the same? You know, you can think that you need a newsletter, but here are some of the things that you need to consider. And you did build a deck and we did submit it for you to be able to speak at a conference. So talk about that a little bit, because everybody always talks about successes, right? Let's talk mm -hmm. about the success. This was awesome. This happened. But there's sometimes that you just have to pull the plug. And I think mm -hmm. that wasn't that the genesis? Wasn't that when is it time to pull the plug? Do you remember doing that? Yeah, I do. That was a good exercise in taking something that's really happening at work and thinking, what's the story here? How can I present this to an audience in a way where they'll learn something from it too in their own experience. So, you know, we had all these data points and reasons why I thought it was time to pull the plug. And a lot of those could be translated into another company in a different industry, sending also a newsletter. So it's a really good exercise in thinking what's translatable here? What are the takeaways mm -hmm. for other people? And how can I say, I save people time an effort by, you know, teaching them the lessons that I've learned for them. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So it was a good exercise for you. We learned a lot about that. Is there anything that you might have done differently in the past couple of years during COVID times? Is there anything, any decision that you made that you might've done differently knowing what you know now, or like me, I had COVID jobs. Or is there anything you might have done differently? 
You're very thoughtful about how you think about things. You don't you, you don't jump into things easily. So you're you have a very thoughtful process. So I'm gonna guess no. I would say, you know, sometimes I think, yeah, I am definitely thoughtful about how I think about things and I might think them to death before <laughs> before I do them. I know because sometimes you need to process information you're presented with a problem, you're presented with a way of doing things and the way you're thoughtful. Again, you're thoughtful in terms of your process. For me, I'm a very sometimes knee-jerk reaction and that's not the right way to think about it. And it gets worse the more tired I get, you know, in terms of approaching things. And need we all need to slow down a little bit and think about things just a little bit differently. Susan had this great idea of what's the one piece of advice that you were given at some point by somebody, it could have been your mom, it could have been your dad, it could be your fiance, it could be anybody Mm -hmm. that stuck with you that you've actually been able to leverage through the course of your life. Don't let fear control you. (laughs) That is definitely something that pops into my head whenever there's a big decision I have to make. I just want to be super sure that the decision I'm making, fear isn't even a factor in it. I'm not doing this because I'm afraid of X or Y. I'm Mm -hmm. doing this clear-headed. This is the right choice for reasons that are not fear. You never want to be controlled by fear. Right, right. For a lot of people, fear is, it manifests itself. A lot of people, I've been fired and a lot of people operate their careers out of a fear of being fired. I haven't lost any blood from being fired. And usually there it's a personality clash, a, a different way of doing things, that sort of thing. Do I like it? No, but I've also started to develop a thick skin enough about it. So that's a fear. Mm-hmm. And I've observed people that have not done the right thing for themselves Uh, in terms of mental health. They've allowed themselves to be psychologically abused in a work situation because they're afraid of being fired. But, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes being fired is the best thing that can happen to you. Yeah. Because if you're in a negative situation, sometimes it's just time to move on and whatever. Yeah. Better thing is probably waiting for you and you're, you're the only one keeping it from yourself. That's right. Being able to grab a hold of opportunities as they present themselves. Can you give a wicked loving shout out to a member of the team of the one screen team? I know you've been working with a lot of people across the board and I know it's hard for you to pick just one, but can you pick a wicked loving one? And what would you say? My shout out goes to Aaron Riddle. Okay. He is an amazingly um, logistical thinker. Uh Uh-huh. An operational mastermind <laughs> and it's been really great working with him and I think we um, have just been able to crush a ton of backlog work really quickly mm. it's so easy to work with and he's got this great brain yeah well that's great I love Aaron. I think he's an unsung hero on the team. He's, you know, it's like the master of plumbing, right? (laughs) Nobody ever really talks to a plumber until they need a plumber, but boy, what a great hire. He only started at the beginning of December. He's only been here for like a couple of months, but boy, oh boy, 
the impact that he's had on the on the company has been great. Well, thank you, Special K. Thank you, Kaylee O'Connell, for being here. We really Thanks. appreciate you spending the time. It's always great to see you, even if though we're remote <laughs> and we can't go and get a cup of iced coffee together. So yeah. thank you very much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to Table Fries with host Gene Hopkins from OneScreen.ai. Gene sets out to interview every woman working at OneScreen.ai. At Table Fries, there's always room to share. So grab small plates and don't forget the dipping sauce. Check out your favorite podcast apps or visit us at TableFries.com where the most current episodes will always be waiting for you. Table Fries, where sharing is caring.